and welcome to July. <laughs> um, we're kind of having a February and July, like the weather's been really nice and kind of colder. Um, yeah, not here. <laughs> yeah. No, not not in not on the East Coast, my friend. <laughs> I don't envy that. I'm I'm a fan of the colder weather, so yeah i i've been have i've had a weird very weird switch lately my whole life i've hated summer i love staying inside i hate going outdoors i'm loving the outside right now i'm loving the sun i'm loving that it's hot out and i just i feel like i'm a different person <laughs> this is such a personality shift for me and it's freaking me out sometimes it feels good to get out in the sun i mean there's a reason that we need you know the vitamin D. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but still. <laughs> it makes you feel happy. Like it's, this movie. Yes! This movie was a nostalgia trip. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're doing Josie and the Pussycats today because Jackie was like, what movie should we do? And she suggested all these really depressing ones. And I'm like, honestly, I don't want to watch any of those movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we did Josie and the Pussycats. And it was really fun. This movie's fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. And the thing is, it's not even just, like, some dumb movie, either. It actually has some shit to say. <laughs> yeah, it has substance to it. I wasn't expecting any of that. What um, were you expecting? I, I don't really know, actually. I, I thought it was going to be kind of like... Well, I guess it kind of, almost in a way, is a little bit like Spice World, but I was expecting just, like, a movie about a girl band. I wasn't expecting... Um, all of the rest of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, Spice World, it doesn't really have, like, that many critiques of, like, the music industry or, yeah. like, subliminal advertising or any of that stuff. Like, it, it, it kind of touches on it a little bit from what I can remember, but it doesn't really go in-depth. This is, that is what this movie is about, <laughs> is, like, the crazy product placement in this movie that, by the way, none of the brands paid for I was gonna ask. I was like, "Do they have to still no, pay? Like, no, pay for that? No, you don't because uh, because it's satire, right? It's satire, and also, um, yeah, it was just like put in there voluntarily. And there's like a whole conversation we had about like the like getting the rights to brands and that sort of thing. Uh, but I think most of the time, the reason that stuff isn't put in there is because you don't want to be seen as endorsing the brand, mm -hmm. whereas. It's not, like, legal to put the brand in your thing as long as it's satirical or it's, like, a parody or some other reason. Yeah. Lindsay Ellis has a whole video about this. I wish yeah, I could remember I, more I of it. That. But, <laughs> but It's uh, like, uh, if you watch um, the, the one that I can always remember is that 70s show. Like, if you watch it on a different channel than it originally aired, the reruns have all the logos blurred out. Yeah. Because they have different brand deals with that network than the original one that it aired on. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was kind of wondering about that, and I figured that it was because it was like a parody and they're allowed to use it, and it's like they didn't really care if it was free press or whatever for those brands because they were making fun of the brands and <laughs> capitalism in general, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> basically, like, because this movie, it came out in 2001, which is, like, right after, like, grunge was, like, dead at this point. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing at the time was, like, boy bands and, like, pop music and, like, rock. It was even, like, pop rock around this time. It wasn't really, like, heavy rock. It wasn't... It was all stuff that, like, 
would have seemed manufactured yeah. to people who are not children like us because we didn't know the difference. <laughs> yes. And, and this movie is like came out at that time as a critique against that kind of thing. But also, it's such a fun movie that it's like... <laughs> it. I think probably what this movie, for me, it's saying, it's like, this is something to keep an eye on, but also, like, have a good time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is what I want out of my movie. Is like, I've mentioned before that I like movies to be fun, and I feel like movies just aren't fun in the same way anymore. They're not. This, this reminds me of a movie that I would have, if I'd been a little bit older when it came out, I would have rented this at Blockbuster with my friends <laughs> and watched it and had a blast. It's yes. so colorful. Like, I think I'm pretty sure that it would have been filmed on film, not digital, because it was like 2001. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like you have that saturation and that just like natural feeling of the film and it's so colorful and it's not like washed out and grayed out like I feel like half the movies are nowadays. It was fun. The music was good. Like the the music that they play is actually good. Yes. Uh, in the, the movie. Song, yeah, the songs are sung and some of them were co-written by the lead singer for Letters to Cleo. Okay. And, like, I had the soundtrack as a kid, too. And, like, it's so funny that, like, the soundtrack, like, it has, like, the actors as, like, on the cover. Like, they're the ones singing the songs, but they're yeah. not. <laughs> it's funny. I always find that um, interesting. I mean, I think it fits with this one, but I find that interesting in other movies where the actors are, like, pretending to play the instruments and they don't really attribute <laughs> the, the real yeah. artists properly. Yeah, I think it also kind of, like, goes in with the themes of the film also as well. Yeah. Weirdly enough. And the, the when I was looking up to see who else had writing credits in this, ugh, this fucking dude, I, I... This guy has written so many songs for films and TV. <laughs> he, he's, he was one of the um, members of Fountains of Wayne, and he's written oh on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He's written... He wrote songs for this. He wrote songs for that thing you do. He... He's written, he's wrote for music and lyrics, and, like, all of the songs he's written have been, like, all so good. I'm like, this dude, like, he gets it. His name's uh, Adam Schleich, oh my god, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I'm sorry, but check him out, because he's, like, a fucking genius, pretty much. He, he's everywhere. Every single time I like a song in a movie, it was written by him. It's crazy. That's really funny. I also, um... I recognized the costume designer's name, and I was going to look her up, and yeah, she's been a costume designer on, like, everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, the, the the clothes in this movie. Listen, I was 10 yes. years old. I was 10 years old when this movie came out. The, the hair, makeup, and clothes in this movie, to me, were the height of fashion and glamour. I so, <laughs> no, I so badly wanted Josie's haircut in this movie. I wanted it so bad, and I tried to get the haircut, but, like, it's a wig. Like, you, you, like your hair's not gonna... You need so much hairspray to do that hairstyle. You, you can't do it. I was 10 years old. It wasn't yeah. gonna happen, but, like... Well, and you have to get, like, those... That's, like, extreme feathered layering, yeah, too. Like, and then it, you also have to style it on top of that. Yeah, and then there's, like, red highlights in the hair with the red, and it, it was... Yeah. Just, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But even now, looking at it, I'm like, God, that hair is so cool. It's so cool. cool. Oh, I want that's it. That's the kind of hair, like, I feel like like that um the multi-layered different colors and different highlights hair was very much what I wanted at that age too like I thought that was just like the coolest thing ever like 
having all these like crazy streaks in your hair, like the big chunky ones. Yeah, you know? oh, man, that very early 2000s. I had chunky blonde highlights at one point. Really? Around the same age, yeah, I think I was like 11. I remember getting it during the summer, and I was at summer camp. Everyone was like, ooh, Jackie got highlights in her hair. Because <laughs> I was very, very, very quiet and like didn't yeah. talk to anybody. And all of a sudden, I showed up with like new hair. This loud-ass hair. Um, I think my yeah. sister did that, too. I think that I might have gotten highlights at one point in time when I was a kid, but they weren't like very chunky, and I think they were just like blonde highlights on top of my already blondish hair yeah that was a thing then too i remember blonde on blonde yeah and all like uh the alexandra in this movie her her hair her uh white streak in her hair and the freaking uh oh no alexandra yeah i thought for a second you're talking about tara reed's hair and it's like always really tangled and stuff yeah uh she was perfect casting for that character she was <laughs> But it was so funny when the, the senator came in. He's like, holy shit, there's a skunk on that girl's head. I forgot <laughs> there were some curse words in this movie. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of wondering why I've never watched it with my parents or anything like that. And I guess maybe that might have been why. I don't know. They didn't really care about cursing that much. Yeah, it wasn't like that was prevalent kid. in the movie either. And also, like, I also remember the line, oh, you slept with him. And I remember watching that and being, like, so scandalized oh by that gosh. line as a 10-year-old. I was like... <gasps> but you didn't catch the um, the backdoor song at the beginning? I did not until I was... Because I, I legit listened to the songs from this movie all the time. I'm not joking. And, like, I remember years ago I listened to it and I was like, oh... Yeah. That would have been me at that age, too. Like, I would not have understood it all. And probably, honestly, like, we would have put the movie in and my mom probably would have been like, oh, we have to turn it off. <laughs> I don't know, though. She might have she might have let me watch it if we had picked it up. But, um... Yeah. Also, I wouldn't have understood they... it. I also love how they just start like performing on the tarmac. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just go for it. It's like more fans need to just go into it while fans just are waiting for the them tarmac. at the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't wait on the tarmac anymore, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that does date this movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, this because it came out in two thousand one. Oh fuck, that's bad. Uh, the dude playing Alan M. I'm ninety five percent sure he is the same actor who plays the horse guy in Mad Men. The guy, no, the, did you, uh, I forget, you haven't seen Mad Men, have you? I've watched part of it, but no. Alright, he's in season two, and after Betty joins the stables, and he's a guy that also goes to the stables, and he tries to, like, hit on her, and she's like, nah, I'm married, <laughs> I'm not that into you anyway, so. <laughs> Arthur Case? Yes. Yeah. It, that's him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And also, like, his caption on the thing is, like, the sexiest guy in Riverdale. It's like, okay, he's kind of cute but if he's the sexiest guy in this town talent must really be thin on the ground in this place oh yeah yeah <laughs> like he's not like an ugly looking dude but oof. i basically like didn't notice him <laughs> like yeah no offense to that actor but i basically he, just like didn't really notice him i definitely didn't recognize him from anything else either yeah he, he was very extraneous <laughs> <laughs> which i always i always like that when that's kind of like flipped on its head like the love interest is like some random guy that doesn't really have anything to do with the plot as opposed to the other way around yeah um back to back to like the fashion and stuff though i just have to mention the body glitter and yes. the um specifically the holographic top that tara reed wears she wears two of them but the one where she sees the fan and the fan's screaming and she screams and runs yeah. away yeah it's a spider-man that meme that was oh the my first God. thing i thought of <laughs> the spider-man <laughs> <laughs> 
my gosh. But yeah, that top, I want that top actually. Like yeah. that, that hollow, I want I want so top. many of the clothes in this movie. Parco Posey's outfits in this are fucking wild. Oh hell yeah. Oh man. It's just like it was a really fun time in fashion, like before we got to the like weird denim on denim and everything yeah. was layered. It was it was very much the sweet spot in between the nineties and the early two thousands. Yeah. Like, it was fun and glittery and loud and colorful. And, like, yeah, it was kind of ugly at the same time, but it was, like, gaudy and gauche and, like, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, her leopard suit and, like, the glass platform shoes she has oh when God, she's, yeah. like, being brainwashed and being a bitch to her friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I, I actually texted my mom because I remembered my sister wearing an outfit like that for Halloween, I thought. And I was like, did Layla dress up as Josie and the Pussycats for Halloween, like, with her friends or something? And my mom said she didn't remember. She said that they, like, made a tiger costume for my sister when she was really little. But I remembered that they had... Uh, Josie and the Pussycats costumes that were like different colors like they had like a blue and a green and a purple maybe that were all leopard and it was like that exact outfit but it was like you can be Josie and the Pussycats with your friends even though they don't even I don't think wear colored versions of them in the film but yeah because also they are like uh because at the time too I was also like very much in the middle of my Archie comics phase and, like, Josie and the Pussycats, I never read, like, the indiv- I usually didn't read the individual, uh, issues for them, but they would be in, like, the digests and stuff, so I was, like, already familiar with the characters and everything. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so- f- the- really, Tara Reid was perfect for Melody. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even begin to emphasize that enough. And Rosario Dawson, at the time, she wasn't, like, really a known actress. Like, apparently, like, Beyonce had auditioned for it. Oh, wow. And and a couple other people as well, but then they wound up choosing Rosario Dawson because they wanted someone with more comedic chops. <laughs> and yeah, and Rachel Rachel Lee Cook, good casting for Josie as well. And the the rest of the cast is movie too. Alan Cumming. Yeah, I was uh, gonna mention him as well. I love him. He's the best. <laughs> and <laughs> and like just the the cameos as well, like fucking Carson Daly. Yeah. <laughs> That whole scene, like they're very ineffectually trying to kill these two girls, or just kind of like they swing bats. the ba- they swing the bat once, and then they go into a monologue and have a whole conversation, and they swing it once, and then they have another portion of the conversation. It's like you guys aren't really like trying, like you're not really committed to this. I don't think. No, like I like how they kill all the rest of the bands with like plane crashes and stuff, and they're like, we're just gonna beat the crap out of them with bats on a fake TRL show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are they gonna cover that up? <laughs> And also, like, if they were brainwashing Josie anyway, like, why was that even necessary? Yeah, they could have just, like, shunted them to the side or whatever, but... Yeah, just send them back to Riverdale. But, yeah, like, honestly, that whole thing with the plane crashes, the first time I saw this and, like, she said that, like, the light bulb moment went off over my head. And honestly, to this day, I remain, like, skeptical of, like, celebrities dying in plane crashes. I'm like, ah, they figured out the subliminal messages Oh my music. God. They figured it out because honestly, a lot of celebrities die in plane crashes. Yeah, it's or very like, strange. Have been involved in them, and it is really weird. I mean, I guess like, like obviously, when there is a plane crash, if there's someone famous on it, that's like who people are gonna think of. Yeah, but also because like, plane they're famous, crash, that, plane crashes don't seem to be like an excessively common thing. No, they're not. So it is kind of weird. Yeah, I guess because maybe because they're like smaller private planes. I don't know. And um, Rosario Dawson was in an Aaliyah video in 2002, so that's, like, kind of eerie, actually. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that was like the first thing I had ever seen her in. I'm pretty sure it was this movie. Probably most people. Though apparently this movie did not do well at the box office. It only earned back like half of what it cost to make. Which I'm surprised by because I feel like... I, I guess it, the movie was just really popular with me specifically. <laughs> like, I, I felt like everyone was talking about it, but maybe it was just me that was obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. <laughs> it was it was 2001. It was a long time ago. I don't exactly have a proper memory of things. <laughs> yeah, I think 2001 is when I started getting really obsessed with Harry Potter because that's when the first movie came out. So that, that was what took up my entire world back then. Yeah, yeah see, at this time... I was not, because this movie came out when I was in fifth grade, I distinctly remember, and so it was the first half of 2001, so I had not read Harry Potter yet at this time. Oh, yeah. I didn't read it till sixth grade, so I was not in the Harry Potter obsession yet. So, I guess, like, pretty much my entire childhood can be some, like, can be measured in, by what I was obsessed by at the time. Yeah, same. <laughs> Like, there's, like, oh, there was that chunk of time I was obsessed with, like, Amelia's Notebook. And, like, the chunk of time I was obsessed with, like, Anastasia and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of mine was, was, uh, superheroes and Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I do like, too, like, I guess it's because they had that whole, like, girl power phase of, like, the late 90s and early 2000s and everything. But I like that... You know, Josie's fixing the car at the beginning for the for the guy, and um, and she's not being like sexualized while she's doing it. Yeah, it's know? not like the Megan Fox angle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like oh, she's just doing it, and it's kind of just like not treated as like oh, you know how to do cars. You're a girl, kind of thing. She's just yeah. like doing it. <laughs> and they show like the brand and the subliminal messaging influencing like men and women, and it's, so it's not like only the girls that are yeah, obsessed not- with shopping and stuff like that. I don't know. I appreciate that in older movies. Sometimes I'm like, how have we kind of regressed now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Sometimes I watch stuff now and I'm like, it feels like we've regressed. I think we have in some <laughs> ways. So I, I feel like there's like this weird balancing act with like sexism and misogyny. It's like you gain one area, you gotta lose stuff in another area yeah. to like balance the scale so it's not too much change all at once. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed too with like diversity in, in shows. I, I know we've talked about this before, but sometimes I almost feel like there's less diversity now in certain areas than there used to be. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, oh my god, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tara yeah. Reed at the beginning eating the ramen with the giant chopsticks yes. is like reminds me of all the awful white people that would come into my old job that like didn't know what the fuck they were doing I with also, themselves. I also like that wasn't like explained. Yeah. <laughs> like why does she have giant chopsticks? Where did they come from? There's a lot of little parts like that that I thought were funny that they just like didn't talk about again. <laughs> yeah. Like and also the honk if you love the pussy yeah. cats. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> But like the, the the like the hilarious thing, like watching this again and like seeing how much like advertising, like like subliminal subliminal quote unquote ads there are in it, and like remembering watching it as a kid and like noticing the ads, but mm-hmm. not like really registering them. 
And it kind of feels just like how it is in normal day life as well, because there's so many fucking ads everywhere you go that there might as well be like a McDonald's shower and there might as well be like an Evian ad in the aquarium, you know, that sort of thing. I laughed out loud when I saw the Evian in the aquarium. I was like, really? (laughs) Because isn't Evian owned by Nestle? Or am I making that up? I don't know. Probably. I'm, sh- I'm I don't sure know. that they have done horrible things when it comes to conservation and everything. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I assume all companies are evil. Um. Yes. And- I thought it was really funny, though, like the um, the product placement and the performing the concerts and everything being branded and stuff. It reminds me of like... Uh, the Prime Day sale is coming up and they just had a concert for it with like Taylor Swift and all these people and it's literally like treating it as if it's some sort of holiday and it's literally just a sale Ugh. on the website so and weird. all of the people at Amazon are working themselves to death trying to make sure that nothing bad happens during the sale when like you know millions of people are just slamming the website with traffic and you're just like ah okay <laughs> This is the world we live in now, I guess. Yeah. We didn't... It's because nobody watched Josie and the Pussycats enough, and we didn't... Yeah, people didn't get it. And people really didn't get it. Like, I was was reading a bit about it, and, like, some of the reviews were like, well, the ends seem kind of, like, hypocritical. It's like... Yes, that's the point. It's literally (laughs) meant to illustrate the themes of the movie, but okay. (laughs) Like, Like, it's actually super on the nose, and it makes a lot of sense. Nothing about this movie is subtle at all. No. I did love the Target dog plushie, though. It was really cute. Yeah. The whole, like, Target room. And, like, I also even remember as a kid being like, oh, man, I wish I had a McDonald's shower. Because <laughs> you're a kid and you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, I, like, the French fry, like, loofah thing, though, looks kind of fun, though. I'm not oh, my God. Lie. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen the scene before, too, where she comes out of the shower and the writing is on the mirror and she makes the smiley faces on it that's the only part that i've seen in this movie before though melody's the best (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really sad about tara reed in general i know that she's like kind of had a comeback with sharknado and everything but yeah i mean i remember at the time too everyone just kind of like treated her as a joke anyway from what i remember so it's not like she was trying to become a serious dramatic actress or anything from what i can remember at least i just like i don't i didn't really like we did american pie earlier on the the podcast and like i had never watched that before so i didn't really know who she was when i was a kid like i remember people mentioning her in high school uh for some reason and i was like aha yeah that's a funny joke and then i was like who the fuck is that (laughs) i just remember like reading about her in magazines literally constantly but i had only ever seen her in this so like i was like why does everyone talk about her she was just in that one movie (laughs) yeah see the thing is too like a lot of this stuff i kind of have nostalgia for and kind of don't because i didn't really so part of it is because like my parents were a little bit weird about certain things like it's like one of those things where if i'd asked to do them they probably would have let me but I just assumed that I wasn't allowed to or like I didn't care so I didn't ask to do these things like I didn't really watch MTV and I didn't get like teen magazines pretty much ever like I would watch it 
and read those things at my friends' houses occasionally, but I would never be like, oh, mom, I need, you know, Tiger Beat or whatever, unless, <laughs> like, the Harry Potter kids were in the magazine or yeah. whatever other movie I was obsessed with at the time. Like, I would get the specific ones that had people that I liked in it, but I wasn't, like, my mom didn't subscribe me to, like, Teen Vogue or, like, Cosmo Girl or anything like that, you know? I, I had a bunch of subscriptions to different ones, specifically that my grandma got me. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because I would go over and stay over at her house on the weekends while my mom worked and, and mom and dad worked, and, like, she got me subscriptions to Teen Vogue and Cosmo Girl and, like, Seventeen and, like, a million different other ones, and I... I've read them for years, and I, like, even distinctly remember, like, the editors-in-chief changing and Seventeen getting more political, and then that editor-in-chief getting fired and it going back to being, like, more fluff. Damn. Yeah, I I have distinct memories of this, the evolution of Seventeen magazine and Cosmo Girl and stuff. It was always, like, I don't know, I read Disney Adventures and um, American Girl magazine, and I very much, like, was afraid of growing up, so I think that those things I just didn't really think about, like, I didn't want to be confronted with it, like, all the embarrassing stories about periods and stuff like that, I was like, I would read stuff like that in my friends' magazines in middle school and just be like, like, intrigued, but also terrified at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, I just didn't yeah. want to grow up. Yeah, I, I wasn't, like, that. I wasn't the, the kid that was, like, dressing up and putting on makeup and, like, trying to do my hair and, like, yeah. being really girly and wanting to grow up really fast. I was like, I want to stay a kid forever. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> else want to play mermaids in the pool with me? <laughs> Aw, I wish we'd been friends. I love playing mermaids in the pool. <laughs> at my grandma's house. <laughs> yeah, like, what else are you going to do in the pool? Come on. <laughs> And, like, I think the thing that's interesting, too, is, like, getting back to, like, the magazines and nostalgia and how this movie was, like, oh, at the end, they're, like, oh, we're moving over to movies now instead of music because it's better supplemental advertising yeah. that way. And it said, like, join the army on it. I'm, like, ooh, that was really <laughs> prescient. Oh, man, because the army has its hands in so many movies now. The military in general, like, always has been up Hollywood's ass. Yeah, and, like, it, it feels like even more so nowadays, even oh, then, yeah. than it was at the time, because it really started uh, probably, like, in, like, the 90s, I think, towards the end of it, and mm-hmm. it's just, ooh, and then, like, you think, too, about how the internet and everything and how, like, ads on the internet are, like, just, like, you have to literally get ad block in order to be able to go to some sites without pop-ups coming up every couple of minutes, and, like... That thing kind of starting around that time with, like, America Online oh, and, yeah. like, like Netscape and all that stuff. And apparently, and this movie's America Online Hotel, which made me crack up again. I was like, wow, America Online Hotel, was that a real thing? <laughs> they probably wished. You know that AOL is still around? It is. Obviously not in the... I, I thought it was... I thought it actually... Well, it ended its instant messaging service. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what they do anymore, but they're still around. They've got a website and news and everything. I don't yeah. don't know how they keep themselves going. Um they probably have like they they got their fingers in some Yeah, they probably. own other companies it <laughs> yeah. looks like. Yeah. Um which everyone does, but <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, speaking of the military propaganda and stuff like that, like, everyone keeps talking, obviously, about uh, Captain America. Or, not Captain America. Yes, Captain America, too. But uh, Captain Marvel. 
<laughs> with the the Air Force stuff. There was like five ads for the Air Force and the Army before Captain yeah. Marvel started. You know, yeah. It's like, okay, and it, it sucks because like the like they kind of like uh, the films kind of like have to play along with it, s- sort of, in mm-hmm. order to get access to and they get funding and funding from the military, which is again fucking crazy. <laughs> And it's insane, too, because, like, you know, Captain Marvel shouldn't need funding from the military. Disney shouldn't need funding from the military. It's just ridiculous, like, how in their pockets everyone is. But it's shareholders and et cetera yeah. and so forth. Yeah, everybody's up Everybody's up their own ass. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I was going to say something else about the propaganda, and I think it, I think it went away. Yeah. And, uh, well... I don't know. Okay. Uh... <laughs> But in the movie as well, I think it's like, I don't, how do you feel about uh, the ending with Fiona and um, Wyatt? Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was weird. But it was when Alan coming out, me, Wally, white ass Wally. I like <laughs> almost did a spit take. <laughs> that was fucking great. And I, I think... I don't know. It, it, I mean, it was kind. It was kind of an interesting idea. The idea that like former losers are now creating what's considered cool, mm-hmm. and I think it is. It, it is true in real life to some extent. Like you know, like oh, the nerds are gonna be millionaires and stuff. Yeah, and then they're gonna tell you what you like, <laughs> kind of thing. Which I guess can be true in certain ways, but I don't know. I mean, like it definitely. That part was weird. It was like one of those jokes that just kind of went on for too long. Yeah. And they, they leaned into it too much. It kind of reminded me of um, the ending of Romeo and Michelle. Oh, also. yeah. Well, Romeo and Michelle like, is a different, different kind of... <laughs> like, if that... Also with Alan Cumming. <laughs> yeah. I think that it, it reminded me of Romeo and Michelle, but like done worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was... comes in and is really cool and dances with them and then helps them open up their store. And it's like... He's always looked like that. Like, you know, he hasn't been... Yeah. The, the whole, like... He's just I wearing a secretly... suit now and got a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I And also he's rich. A lisp. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that that was a little uh, too much. Yeah, um, it was a bit much. I did like, however, when uh, Parker Posey is talking to the government people and she keeps turning away and saying something and they're like what what did you say she's like, and mm-hmm. she's like nothing mm-hmm. and they're like no we all heard you you said this because i think that's so funny in movies when people like don't even whisper <laughs> and like they don't even try to make it look like the actor's whispering or anything and the person just apparently doesn't hear i think that was really a good yeah. joke <laughs> and she's like it, it it's i was close to being a moment between <laughs> us <laughs> And then when she's, like, being really weird and girly and, like, flopping around on the bed, and I guess part of that is because she actually doesn't have any friends and didn't have any friends in the past, and how perceptive Melody was of uh, of uh, Alan Cumming at the beginning, too. Like, yeah. the way he folds his napkin, like, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Like, it was... The whole part I remember, too, like, creeping me out as a kid. <laughs> with the... When she's, like, trying to be, like, friends with them. Oh, yeah. And, and stuff. And, like, the the, the 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 one single Pringle. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'm such a pig. <laughs> it's like, how much do you weigh? And Josie's like, um, what? 
Because that was really kind of the start of the super thin, or maybe the end of the super thin era. I guess the 90s were like the, the, 90s the cocaine, were, heroin, yeah, that chic. Was, yeah, heroin, chic. And then the 2000s, I don't know, the 2000s were like... Everybody was pretty of, skinny. Everyone was skinny, but you were supposed to have a little bit of curves, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, but you had to have like a six-pack abs and a belly yeah. button ring. <laughs> I feel, yeah, it was like belly button rings, a really flat stomach, a super low-rise pants, Ugh. but like your hips couldn't be too big for the super low-rise pants, and also and, but like thong- big boobs. And, and thongs. Yeah. And, oh God, it was it was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thongs coming up over your pants thing, I'm what so was, glad that I wasn't a teenager then. Same, cause... same, because, yeah, I was like in middle school at the time and that wouldn't have lied <laughs> yeah there were still there were a couple of girls that mm. we were the ones that we were like oh she bent over and you could see her thong you she's such a gang you know yeah that was we there were some girls like that at my middle school as well <laughs> yeah i hope they're all doing well now yeah <laughs> i hope that life has been kind to them yeah same <laughs> i mean just like thinking that you have like society or whoever making you feel like you have to be that grown up yeah it's yeah it does suck and like at the time too you get like i'm guessing you had this too that not like the other girls syndrome oh yeah i'm not like those girls who wear like really short skirts and they're slim i I wear baggy clothes and listen to evanescence you know it's like (laughs) that was absolutely me but at the same time like i've always been at this weird cross section i feel like i where i've been like i really like bright colors and skirts and I really like black and baggy, comfy clothes Same. and it's band shirts. It's because it's because we're bi, Lita. <laughs> <laughs> we can like Josie and the Pussycats, and we can also like Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't. There's, I just try to think the first goth movie I could think of. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, she's pretty. That's that style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I think I've mentioned also before that like my mom would take me shopping at limited Two with like buckets full of coupons. Yes. But then also like we'd go to Hot Topic and I'd shop at Hot Topic. You yeah, know, that, so. yeah, that was the li- that was the lifestyle for sure. Though yeah. Hot Top like limited Two was by the time I was entering like middle school it was like on its way out yeah it it was was much more of an elementary school thing that was definitely more elementary school for me too and like when I was in gymnastics I guess so it was like the very beginning of middle school but limited to had the body glitter and all the cool makeup that was in this movie and the the hilarious thing about the makeover sequence in this too it's like oh we got to give you guys a makeover it's like they look pretty like done already (laughs) (laughs) like they just come out like they got some eyeshadow on and some lip gloss and maybe the eyeshadow was so cool the 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 frosty the frosty eyeshadow oh yeah (laughs) the different colors oh my gosh yeah remember when you could just like it was just like one solid color and that was it you were done oh my god yeah and it was all the little like eyeshadow applicators that came in the case yeah and like just the liquid, eye, liquid eyeshadow and all that stuff i mean that oh, stuff's yeah. still around but like you're supposed to teens today i feel bad because they have to try we we just kind of slapped shit on and didn't know what we were doing because we were kids but teens today they fucking watch youtube tutorials and they look like instagram models at like age 13 it's like that's a lot to fucking live up to i i I wouldn't have been able to do it at the time yeah and it's just like i mean there's a discussion to be had there about like the rampant pedophilia that influences that yeah like Uh, the more that you influence 
younger and younger girls to feel like they have to dress this way and have to look this way and have to present themselves as like beautiful and on all the time and like they need to act older and look older it's just really dangerous territory it is I I feel like also the same thing could have even been said when I was kid too because I was like I I desperately wanted to buy like tube tops and my mom wouldn't let me she didn't eventually let me get one and then weirdly enough I was like too modest to ever wear it anyway same (laughs) I had I I bought a tube top at some point and then I never wanted to wear it and like it just wasn't comfortable and it It was always like it slides down down. yeah and also like at my eighth grade graduation I literally got like a strapless dress that was (laughs) gorgeous and I fucking wore a black poncho over it because I was like, oh, I'm, t- I'm showing too much shoulder. Aww. It's too much. And, like, I should have just worn the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely weird. Like, it's just, you feel so weird in your own skin at that time. You I do. remember, too, like, th- this might be, like, a weird story. I don't know. But, like, I had this certain top that it had, like, the laces on the sides of them. And they weren't, like... Oh, it, yeah. I know it wasn't, like, about. the really far apart ones, like some of the ones in this movie were kind of like it was like really close laces like it was literally like it, the shirt was like completely flush against each other like the material was against each other there wasn't really skin showing or anything yeah. like that but there was laces on the side and it was like really tight and I think like I would try to wear it and every time I put it on I would just feel so weird I don't know how exactly to describe the feeling but I would just feel really uncomfortable and like ashamed maybe I don't know like it was also before I started wearing bras as a child so like maybe there was some like boob stuff that I was uncomfortable about because it was tight I I don't know but I never wore the shirt and gave it to one of my friends (laughs) yeah yeah I had like all the shirts I'm thinking of too where I had a similar action all were strapless (laughs) yeah and it's just it's such a weird fucking age and it's a really bad time to like be getting messages about like how sexy you have to be and that sort of thing because you feel the ugliest you'll ever feel in your entire life and yeah (laughs) you feel so awkward and uncomfortable constantly and and like middle schoolers do fucking look weird like they do and sorry to any middle schoolers (laughs) listening but you look weird (laughs) like the thing is too i think that when you are um I think that when you're, like, 10 or 11, your head has already grown to be the biggest that it's going to be, like, in your life, but your body hasn't grown to fit it yet. <laughs> so, like, they all look so weird and top-heavy because their heads are too big for their bodies, and they have to grow into their bodies still. It's so freaky. And, like, I definitely, looking back at pictures from when I was younger, I was like, oh, my God, I look like a little freak, you know? Uh. Like, and you're so, like, scrawny and just, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't. I was... Even when I was, I, I was, I was kind of chubby at the time, so I oh. was like, <laughs> I wasn't like huge, but I definitely still had, I, I mean, I, I guess it's just the shape of my body, I guess, but like. Yeah, I, I went was, through phases. Yeah, and it's, it's just so strange, like, with this movie too, and thinking about, like, the things you just kind of, like, absorb without realizing it, mm-hmm. and I don't know. <laughs> Like, feeling like you have to look a certain way and absorbing that at, like, such a young age. It really, like, fucks you up. Yeah, it does. Because the fact that I couldn't look like Rachel Lee Cook drove me fucking crazy. And, like, <laughs> it really, it, it sat with me deep. And, like, it's like, I was never going to be that skinny. And I was never going to get my hair to look like that. And, like, yeah, it's, like, unrealistic expectations. And it's, like, you can't really blame like the movie industry like too much for it because 
we they're selling you a fantasy. <laughs> we can though. We can. We can, it. but also like you know, you know, it's it's it would be hard not to because you're selling like a polished image of something. Yeah. And the, I think it's interesting too the way this movie gets into like. Like, I mentioned before how, like, the grunge scene was, like, seen as more authentic and that sort of thing. And meanwhile, at this time, like, boy bands and stuff, it's like, what are they really selling, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's because the music isn't authentic, even if it is, like, really fun and catchy and, mm-hmm. like, good. And... I don't well, really and even to- the song at the very beginning, I mean, they're talking about anal sex, but it's a euphemism and it's catchy lyrics and it's like uh you know like catchy dance music and there's all these girls that most of these people like they had in the movie were all teenagers young adults like not a lot of them actually looked like they would have still been in high school but I'm sure that's just like the casting but you know that that the people that would have actually been fans of this type of boy band would have been probably nine to fifteen you know yeah and just having this like innocuous sounding music presenting a very uh like scandalous adult adult message yeah like yeah because sometimes you go back and you re-listen to stuff you listen to a lot as a kid you're like whoa Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I don't even really know what I can say about that either way because I do think it's because, like, one, when you're a kid, you don't, like, understand it totally. And it's, like, weird that this stuff is marketed to kids, specifically. Yeah. When it has such adult lyrics. But also, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you can't really, like, censor artists too much. But also, it's not really them writing it. But also, like, I don't know. I think it's a weird and complicated subject, to be honest. But I think a lot of the stuff that goes on in the music industry is fucking weird as shit. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know what I can, like, I could say that, like, the stuff I listened to that had sexual lyrics I didn't understand harmed me in any particular way, but maybe it did and I don't realize it. Like, yeah. there's, there's there's no way to be able to tell this stuff. That's so. true. Like, I think that mostly because I was at that age where I just, I didn't know any of the things yet, I don't think that I caught on to any of that stuff until I was old enough to know and, like know better or whatever you know like yeah I just didn't understand any of it most of the time I didn't even know what they were saying like I didn't know the specific yeah, words they yeah, were saying same, even same, yeah like it wasn't just that I didn't know what they meant I just was like aha they're singing and I don't know what they're saying <laughs> yeah I, I I also like the specific thing I'm thinking of too is like uh I remember listening to the song cassette constantly it was called like first date and like the song the singer is singing about how like she doesn't like have sex on the first date oh she doesn't di- she doesn't directly say it but she's like I want to get down but not the f- it was first night not first date mm-hmm. I want to get down but not the first night and I was listening to it constantly my mom's like do you even know what this song means and I was like eight. I was like yeah I do and like I thought <laughs> it meant like kissing on the first date. <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah, I just love that song. I wore out that cassette. Oh my gosh. I can't think of any other song specifically like that except for the one that I actually brought up, I think, last episode um, when I didn't know what prostitute meant. Yeah. That's the only (laughs) example that I have. Like, I know that I listen to a lot of that stuff, but um, like you were talking about the Spice Girls song and like talking about putting on a condom and stuff like that. And I just never, I never caught on to any of that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. So. It, it makes you wonder who, like, that stuff, I guess, is there for the adults, yeah. you know? Or is it just... I don't even know, man. It's, it's just bizarre. It is. 
And I think I think it's funny too that the band's name is Dejour, like the band of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, but Dejour is family. Dejour means friendship. <laughs> and like when they they show the the clip of and it's like Dejour two thousand to two thousand one, like they're only a band for a year. <laughs> like oof. And also, like, how, in this universe, like, how have more people not caught on to what they were doing? Because bands lay their own tracks all the time. Like, yeah. how, how would they not notice at some point? Like, why aren't there, like, plane crashes literally constantly? Yeah. And they, they also say drug overdoses and bankruptcy, and, like, so it must literally happen all the time. And it's, like, you think maybe you guys might think of, like, something else to do, because it <laughs> seems like everyone is catching on. <laughs> well, maybe they just had, like... A lot of really stupid people like the the du jour guys like they were pretty dumb but then they accidentally happened upon it anyways so yeah it, it seems like it'd be too easy to catch <laughs> yeah um let me look at my notes and see if i had other stuff to say it also kind of reminds me of like the whole satanic panic back in day and it's like oh if you play the record backwards there's satanic messages oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it did. It reminded me of that too. Like, and I feel like people have been saying for a really long time, like, "Oh, there's subliminal messages in this or that," and it's I, funny because the it's not even subliminal anymore. Like, yeah, it, it's like the the product plate, the fake product placement in this movie. Honestly, yeah. it's just it's just there, and like it gets to the point where it just becomes like background noise, and like you don't know what's influencing you and what isn't. Like, because a lot of people, like, say, oh, ads don't work on me. It's like, eh, well. <laughs> they do, though, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just because this specific ad didn't work on you doesn't mean that it didn't work on somebody else. And doesn't it just... mean that, it, like, that other ads aren't working on you, you know? Yeah, especially in America. Just so ubiquitous and just everywhere. Yeah. And, like, I, I remember when I went to Paris, uh, there, like, <laughs> there were ads, sure, but, like, it wasn't as everywhere as it is here. <laughs> Yeah, they probably have more regulations in Europe. I'm honestly. sure. I'm sure they do. I'm just trying to think of the last time that I would have like bought something based off of what I see in an ad. I try pretty hard not to. You know I, what I mean? Like, I, th I think the only the last time I've like, like not like uh, on the internet, the last time I've actively clicked on stuff that was ads was when I was trying to buy s eyeglasses. And oh, I yeah. couldn't find any I liked, and I kept getting ads for eyeglasses. I kept clicking the links, and I was like, maybe maybe this one will have a, a good sale. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the last time I think I did that, I think. Yeah. I have Ublock on my computer, so I don't see any of them. For a while, I had it yeah. unblocked on YouTube because, like, there's certain people that I follow that I'm like, oh, I want them to get the money for it. But then I was, it was literally so ridiculous. Like, I hate ads and commercials i can't it's, i literally upgraded hulu just because i couldn't fucking stand the commercials i was like i can't do this yeah <laughs> how does anyone watch the live tv i don't get it <laughs> i don't i don't know i it's been so long since i've watched live tv because we haven't paid for cable in years and yeah, we I, don't like, we don't have it now and it's great yeah i don't miss it <laughs> i would occasionally see some like at friends houses or at my parents house and i'm just like how are you like how can you sit I, through this? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, they're the ones that always ask, like, oh, how can you always be on your phone when you're watching something or whatever? And I'm like, how can you sit here and not go do something else if you're just watching commercials yeah, the like, entire day? I know. You know? It's, 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 it boggles my mind. It really does. Because 
it's just it's just boring <laughs> yeah you know like i don't want to sit there and watch an ad for fucking like laxatives or whatever you know it's like, <laughs> and then it's the same one every I'm, single time I, exactly the they break. sometimes they play it twice in a row it's like i'm trying to watch better call saul okay yeah. like i don't <laughs> and i hate the the shows that are specifically made to go to ad breaks like the ones um like all the hgtv pretty much all the reality shows basically. Yeah. the ones that are like and then they did this thing and everyone's like gasp 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 well, gasp gasp well, and then fi- it cuts to commercial and then it comes back and then it's not a big deal you know yeah well fictional television does that as well you have to write around the ad breaks if you're writing for network tv mm-hmm. so a lot of times there'll be a cliffhanger right before the commercial starts so you gotta fucking sit and wait <laughs> and and or if you're DVRing it even then even I hate even fast forwarding through ads I just I guess it's like I, you're taking me out of the moment man like, yeah just <laughs> just everything that I watch pretty much is now on you know Netflix and, and Hulu and same I I don't know if I have ads on Hulu because I have it through Spotify now and I honestly don't know if it's basic or if it's the premium one <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen any ads on there in a while but I don't really watch it that much. So. Well, then you, though, then you don't have it then, because ads will pop up on like most of the stuff. Cause, yeah. Because like, we had like a the, the live TV streaming mm-hmm. for a bit, and I got the basic version of it, and it was just like ads on everything, and I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. I will literally pay five more dollars a month to not deal with the fucking commercials. <laughs> I paid for Spotify because I like when we first moved out here, I was like, oh, I'll stop paying for all my services until you know I get a job or whatever, so that I'm not wasting a bunch of money every month. And I stopped paying for Spotify for literally a week. And then I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do it. I can't want a break from the ads. Listen yeah, to this short video and have a 30 minutes of ad free listening. And I'm like, no, fuck you. And yeah. there was, um, there was an ad that they used to play when I would go to the gym back in, um, back in Florida. And it was so fucking jarring and alarming. Yes. It was like, for a for some like shooting war game or something like that and it was literally Ugh. just machine gun fire like at the top of the ad like no one saying anything like it was just like your music really loud in your ears and then machine gun fire and i'm like can you fucking imagine if like somebody with ptsd from one of the many wars that we've been involved with is listening to this right now like how fucking horrible is that it scared me the first time i heard it and i haven't ever been through anything like that Jesus. you know like can you imagine how badly triggered you would get from that if yeah. you've had, if you've just had to deal with, like, I don't, it's insane to me that someone approved that. Yeah. At that least have something at the beginning of the ad. You yeah. Know. There were meetings about that and no one was like, hey, maybe we should have, like, this is now an ad, you know, like, being like. Or even, like, some lead up to it of some it, kind or that, something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not, like, yeah. saying specifically this is now an ad, but, like. <laughs> Can you imagine if all ads start, this is now an ad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, um, with, like, influencers and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they have, have to, to disclose that. Yeah. Where they have to disclose it. I think that that is kind of that's nice, good. actually. That's good. I think that's great because I think a lot of the times, like, in the past, it's been sort of unclear if, like, some stuff's been sponsored, is being sponsored or not. Like, someone's like, oh, man, this... I used to watch, like, some beauty videos and it's, like, mm-hmm. it sort of sounds like they're shilling for the product, but they mm-hmm. don't say it outright. And it's not like, or if it if it's said, it's said like somewhere like deep into the descriptions. Like by the way, this is paid for by yeah. blah 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 company. Yeah. Click here for a sponsored link or whatever. And like, it's like I don't know if this is like an honest review or you just like there is just an ad, you know? Yeah. 
And, and I do, I like that now on YouTube and stuff, people have to kind of incorporate it into their own style. I don't know. That almost might be more insidious, though, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, because it's, it's somebody that you like that's yeah, showing and it's, it. It's, 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 it's a very, because it, like, YouTube is very, like, parasocial. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a friend recommending the product to you, as opposed yeah. to just, like, ads playing during a TV show. Whereas, like, this, it's like, oh, hey, I'm your buddy so-and-so. I play video games every day. Here is a product for you. And it's like, you watch me play video games. I don't know who you are, but you feel like you know me. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, all that stuff is very, very strange. I say this as someone who watches YouTube all the time, but it's, it, I try to like be cognizant of the fact that, you know, like, you know, you don't really know these people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like, I watch so much YouTube, too, and, like, a lot of the people advertise for the same stuff, and I have not been moved to use any of those well, services, you know, well, like, I don't the whole point of that stuff is... To just to keep it top of your mind. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's to just kind of, like, saturate, like, everyone knows about Audible because mm-hmm. so, literally every single YouTuber for a while was just, like, shilling Audible, and they still do. They, but yeah. for a while, it was all anybody was Because <laughs> I think they were one of the first companies that, um, that did the sponsorships like that, and they are one of the more lax companies, I think, like, where... They don't have to approve the material. Like, they're not as strict on... Yeah, yeah they don't need to, like... Appro- yeah, like you said, approve it or, like, look it over. For- I don't... I actually don't know that for sure, so I don't want to say that. But, like, uh... Yeah. But... I yeah. think that they're a little bit less. I do know, though, that um, Anna Akana, she always has pretty much ads from them. And there was a video that she made about sending dick pics and... It originally, when she uploaded it, had an Audible ad, and then she re-uploaded it, and it didn't have the Audible ad because Oops. there was, like, a line in it about, um, if you send dick pics to my friend, I'm going to chop your dick off or something like that, <laughs> and uh, I think that they were like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I think the whole thing with ads with creators is interesting, too, because, like, it's a great way for them to make money because YouTube just like running the ads on the videos doesn't really make creators that much money because i mean i i obviously don't have like a huge following on youtube by any means but like even then like when i when i was able to have monetization before they took it away from anyone who had less than like what is a thousand subscribers or something Mm -hmm. and like you you make like pennies on that shit like you really have to have like a shit ton of views in order to make any money just from the streaming ads so like it, it really makes sense for creators to do partnerships like that but then it gets to a point where it's like it's even more fucking ads <laughs> everywhere just like you watch if you don't have ad blocks on you just watch an ad before the video and you gotta watch another ad before the fucking video starts and it's just like i'm just yeah. I'm tired of advertisements which is why this movie speaks to me <laughs> <laughs> well and that's why so many people have patreon too yeah patreon i think is probably if i had a big enough following where it would make any sort of difference at all that's what i would do yeah well, I think so many people, they have, um, you know, there's a there's a whole hierarchy of where they get their money from now. Like, all of these, the YouTubers, they might have started out on whichever platform they started out on. They've got ads they run for their videos, the amount of subscribers that you have, and the amount of views that you're going to get regularly will increase the amount of money that you get. And the more videos that you put out will increase the amount of money that you get. 
Yeah. And then the, they do partnerships. They do Patreon. So many of them are moving cross-platform and they are on Instagram and they have ads on Instagram or they're Twitch streamers and they uh, Twitch runs ads and partners with people. And also if people subscribe to you, they can subscribe to you and pay money for a certain amount of time or they can um, donate money, yeah. which is basically like Patreon. And then, you know, they get like stuff yeah. for like emotes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's so different from even how it was just like several years ago yeah it's and i don't know if it's i i think sometimes it is a good thing other times i think it's not mm-hmm. and like i almost wanted to say it'd be interesting to see this movie like rebooted for now but i guess riverdale is a thing <laughs> that i i tried to watch and i couldn't oh <laughs> i God. tried to watch the first episode and i couldn't do it i do think it was interesting i do think it was cool that the show made all of the members of the band uh black I think that was. Are they on the show? They're on the show. Mm, they're supposed. I, I think they're supposed to be getting their own spinoff show or something oh. soon, where they're in New York and they're trying to make it. I think I don't know because I don't fucking watch it because it sucks. <laughs> yeah, the the writing on that show is really bad. I've seen like clips from it. And it's horrible. I try. I tried to get through the first episode. <laughs> it was like just trying so hard to be like Twin Peaks. Oh, and yeah. like it was just not. I know a lot of people that watch it as like a guilty pleasure type thing. I can't. Of, I couldn't even but... watch it that way. I yeah. was like this isn't even like fun. It's just not good. <laughs> yeah I don't really get the whole like the the wanting everything to be so edgy. Like I guess it's kind of because um it comes from that a different series of Riverdale. Um there's also like the undead archie comics or something like that yeah, and yeah. Then those ones tie into the sabrina comics that have been indefinitely just canceled i guess because he's busy on the show and on riverdale um but yeah like sabrina technically is connected to the riverdale show yeah and it's, it's, that's all part of the archie comics universe sabrina yeah. was also in a lot of the archie digest that i read as a kid yeah and I, it was funny, too, because at the time, I didn't even know it was a comic before I saw mm-hmm. it, and I just knew the TV show. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that it was a comic until, like, recently. I, I didn't realize that Sabrina was part of Archie and Jughead. Yeah, and it just sucks. It To me, like, Riverdale is just, like, it just sucks because, like, so it's basically just taking, like, the names of the characters in the comics. It has nothing to do with, like, the actual comics at all. Yeah. Like, the characters barely resemble their comic book counterparts. Jughead. What the hell are they doing with Jughead? <laughs> like, I, again, I don't watch the show. I So it's not totally fair for me to criticize it too much. But, like, wh- why is Jughead fuck? <laughs> why is he fucking people? <laughs> why is he doing it? why are he why were he and betty a thing why i I just i just no it's just wrong jughead is the rare example of asexual or hamburger sexual representation hamburger well you know i'm it's a joke but he's like obsessed with hamburgers in the comics like okay i don't know like anything about the comics honestly oh sorry Uh, i I read i just kind of of sabrina and that's like the new ones it's not the old ones yeah not the ones from like the 60s and stuff but yeah yeah, in in the comics jughead he's like literally no interest in women or men for that matter and he just like obsessed with eating hamburgers and like i I, same (laughs) and i i don't know but i've heard in the show jughead he does not eat one single hamburger and it's like this is character assassination i'm sorry but it is this is not jughead this is like an Um, evil twin or something zero out of ten stars jughead eats zero hamburgers and i am upset 
let it be known <laughs> yeah uh, i i mean i i kind of got that uh i kind of got that from just the way people talk about it and now they're coming out with a nancy drew show after after they tried a um nancy drew show on nbc or something like that or abc maybe cbs one of the fucking things and it never got past a pilot it apparently didn't test well and everyone was like oh they said that it was too female and that's why they took it off the air and everyone was mad about that but like reading what they were going to have that show about it sounded fucking awful and i'm glad that it didn't get made because it was like nancy was gonna be a cop and i think bess was supposed to be dead or something like i don't know it was it sounded fucking stupid yeah and so i'm glad that they didn't get to do that and then they made that movie that like no one saw because they didn't advertise it and had the girl from i think it in it and my mom saw it and she said that it was kind of cute but looking at the trailer it didn't look like it was very faithful to nancy drew either the other nancy drew with emma roberts i think that movie is cute but again not very faithful to nancy drew to be honest uh, and now they're making a show for whatever, what's that network? Um, CW? Ro- yeah, for CW with Nancy Drew. And it literally just looks like, this is Riverdale, but with Nancy Drew. Like, yeah, there's nothing, that, yeah, that's I don't what, understand. That's what all the spinoffs are. They're also doing uh, Katie Keene, which is a really obscure Archie Comics connection. They're yeah. doing a spinoff of them. Like, really, like, like no one even knows who Katie Keene is. And it's, I'm sure unless it's you're like me, like unless you're like either. balls deep in Archie comics lore, you don't know who she is. <laughs> I'm full on Archie, guys. <laughs> so deep in Archie, I've become Archie. Uh, <laughs> oh God, no! I don't want to be Jesus. Archie. Archie is a fucking basic bitch. Yeah, and, I was gonna say I, I didn't even know like who played Archie or like anything about him from the Riverdale show for so long because like he's just. So a nothing character. Yeah, he's just like, so bland and blah. And also, the hilarious thing about the show is they made fucking Miss Grady a hot young teacher who also fucks. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the comic, she's an old ass lady, and I'm like, really, really with this? She's an old ass lady that just wants some peace. Yeah, she just wants everyone to stop being hooligans. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's it, it's. Uh, I mean, it, I it, I don't understand. Like, I know that people are like. We have to have, um, like, if you have a, um, a a copyright trademarked character that has a universe that's already attached to it, then more people will be drawn to the show than if it's just something that they've never heard of before. Yeah. But, like, my confusion with, like, Nancy Drew and, like, the Archie stuff is, like, who really, who really is into those things? I, th- I feel like, like I feel a lot like of it is just fairly na- niche. Yeah, it, it's name recognition because even if people yeah. haven't read the Nancy Drew books or like played the games or done any of this, they know who Nancy Drew is. She's like yeah. a fixture. She's like a household name. She's a fixture in pop culture. You know, Nancy Drew, girl detective kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, I just it's feel still like- really annoying, the fact that, like, nothing original can be successful. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing original can be successful. And also, you, like they try to pass off semi-original ideas under well-known names or names that, you know, can be known, and then it's nothing like those actual titles. Like, I think that it's just so weird. Like, I don't understand why everyone wants to make Nancy Drew and they don't want her to have her two best friends and her boyfriend that are, like, the main characters of all of the fucking books. They want to, like, change her relationship with her dad they want to make everything edgy and gritty it's like you can still do that and have the core characters be 
the same yeah. and have the same relationships to one another. Like, it's just, just bad like, writing. I think, they, I think they just, like, read the Wikipedia page and they go from there. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's... It, and, um, oh, they did it with the, the Haunting of Hill House, too. Like, that show had literally nothing to do with the novel except for the name and the, the names of some of the characters. And the show was really good, but... It had nothing to do with the novel, and it's also super weird because how many people really are out here checking for their next scary show to be called the title of a Shirley Jackson book? Like, there's not a lot of people that, I, I you know, I, I like, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say, like, <laughs> you could it's have already called obscure, it anything. It's, it's already obscure enough as it is. Yeah, so like, like, there's why? people that know it, obviously, but, like... They're not going to not watch it because it's not called Haunting of Hill House. But calling it that and then having it be something completely different just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's very weird to me. Like, I get why they do it, but I also absolutely do not understand it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is something I appreciate about this movie, though. I mean, it, I feel like the message that they're trying to convey in, like, the, the fact that the vehicle chosen to convey the message was Josie and the Pussycats is very interesting, but they also, like, stayed true to the characters and kept the relationships pretty much the same. Like, a Alexandra is a petty-ass bitch. Uh, Alex is an incompetent buffoon. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, and, like, all this stuff is the same. Like, all the relationships are the same, but meanwhile, they're still doing something different with it. And... I feel like it's something that everyone needs to keep in mind more when they're doing adaptations. Like, if you want to do something different, that makes total sense. Like, if you don't want to just rehash material that's already been done, but you still like the characters and you want to build off of the brand recognition and the name recognition, all that stuff, that's fine. But, like, also, it should still feel like the same characters, you know? Yeah. I, I completely agree. I don't... I don't get it. <laughs> oh, what do we know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you liked the movie, I take it. I did. Yay. I, it, was, I, it was fun. Like, I just, I want colorful, fun, happy movies that, like, yeah, it did have a message to it, but it's not, like, I didn't feel depressed after I finished it. I had yes. a good time watching it. I wasn't bored, you know? Yeah. The movie does go by really fast. Yeah. And... I feel like pacing is something a lot of movies nowadays leave to be desired. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> a lot of modern movies, I feel like I've been sitting there for days, and it's only been two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, this is definitely, like, a very, very formative <laughs> movie of my childhood. Like, watching it again, like, so many of, like, the imag images and stuff, I was, like, ten years old again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I definitely like felt that um and the that sound. nostalgia for that time in my life too and wearing like the oh, okay my thing was Mary Kate and Ashley like yeah same. I, that, I that was that was where my my mind had gone and honestly um I think Mary Kate in a couple of the movies had a very similar hairstyle to she Josie did in this one <laughs> yeah she did she did she had a very it wasn't quite as much but it was yeah. very similar <laughs> it was like the yeah. the light version of the yeah hairdo. yeah like the realistic yeah. version of it basically um yeah. <laughs> well sort of realistic 
Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I, I enjoy doing movies like this because I feel like lately we've kind of been doing a lot of depressing ones. Yeah, so. I'm going to try to see if there's more happy ones we can do. Because <laughs> it just sucks that like a lot of the stuff that like is deemed like, oh, it's it's cinema is, uh-huh. is like really sad and depressing. So yeah, or it's like which really is the reason serious. why I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. And, or it's like really serious and it's supposed to be like really artsy fartsy. Yeah. Um, I feel like a good middle ground, hopefully we can do this, not necessarily the next one, but at some point, Amadeus, because yeah. that movie, like, it, it is a serious, artful film, but it's also, like, really funny <laughs> at my <laughs> parts, so, and it's a fun movie, too, to watch, um, so hopefully we can do that at some point. I feel like that movie balances between the two pretty well. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, the soundtrack still slaps for this movie. <laughs> I still, I listen to it all the time. You Don't See Me was, like, my my anthem in high school with all my crushes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it still kind of is. Uh, <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's just how I do. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much for listening, you guys. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at YWT Podcast. And, again, we're on Stitcher. Yay! Rate us us on Stitcher, because so far, the only review has been uh, someone called This Is Not Jackie, and it definitely wasn't me just (laughs) trying to get us a rating of any kind to get us on there. Uh, But yeah, just add on to that if you can, and on iTunes. Just help us out. <laughs> yeah, I have been terrible. I haven't, I haven't done that on Stitcher yet. So maybe I'll have to. Yeah, we'll be. We'll be the that. only two reviews will be from the people who do the podcast. That's not sad. Womp womp. <laughs> I know people listen to this, so just do it, okay? Yeah, we can see the stats, guys. We got the stats. We know you're there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much again. Uh, I've been Jackie, and I've been Lita, and this is why haven't you watched that? <laughs>